Nice. Okay, so we're all we're, we're jamming. We're live. Are we all podcasting? Yeah, we are. It's all happening. Finally. I I have to say that uh, I was expecting a lot from this trip to England. It's been some some maybe five years since I've been back, and I saw a beautiful thing on my way over here. Riley thankfully brought us by it, and it was um, Big Ben. Some lad. So it pretty. wasn't Big Ben. It was some lads, and they were drinking cans, and it felt mm. really real to me. I felt that. Do you remember when that happened? It was I, some rugby players. It was beautiful. I, I hypothesized they were rugby players. One of them might have you been called. Them. One of them might have been called Big Ben. Um, <laughs> that's a real. Yeah. That's a well, real possibility. I mean, another five years, creeping Sharia will have got them. Uh, Big Ben <laughs> will be renamed to Massive Muhammad, and they won't be drinking <laughs> or playing rugby. Big yeah. Ben. The standard. The standard group of posh lads is like, uh, you know, uh, Big Ben, uh, John T, uh, Clive, brackets legend. <laughs> no, and no, slightly think, racist, Dave. I, I think that's I think that's wrong. I think because most of the posh people I know, their nickname is just their last name with the suffix ers yes. added to it, or, <laughs> or if it ends in a vowel, s. Mm. So, for example, Alex Keeley becomes Keels. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, Keels is a massive banter legend, so I can see. <laughs> yeah, he does fit I that stereotype. Like high perfectly. school girls in California do the same thing with a Z. <laughs> Just oh, there's a lot of crossover signing, signing his name with a little heart. <laughs> Doing the weird S thing for middle school. <laughs> oh, Trapper yeah. Keeper. Yeah. Al- Al- Alex Keeley signs his name with the super S. Very cool. <laughs> exactly. Even though his name contains no S's. <laughs> it's legitimately cool. The super S will always be cool. Yes. Uh, I have a question for you guys because Andy, Andy and I are here. You know, we're on enemy turf here. We should introduce so who speak. we're talking to. Uh, we're on enemy turf island. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. uh, my, my question before we start the show is... Um, is it having cans with the lads, or is it doing cans with the lads, or is it drinking cans with the lads? I want doing to understand. Doing right right right. can while doing the lads. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Riley's class. We're, we're talking about, uh, you know, yeah. in general. I, I need to know the nomenclature here. Well, it's, it's pints, isn't it? That's the more. Well, there's pints or there's cans. No, but I mean, cans is more Australian. You no, see, tins like we, we, is Australian. We we was, cans is oh. fine. Tinnies, getting some tinnies, Get some mate. Tins. Cracking open a stubby with the lads. <laughs> oh, these fucking bogan cans. Stubby sounds even more phallic. Yeah, well, it's, it's all phallic. I mean, that, that's uh, a stubby is a bottle of beer, actually. I think. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, the racism dial and the phallicness dial are <laughs> one and the same. It's one dial, just yeah. one big dial. Again, always to, on eleven. To answer mm. your question, it, it's directly proportional to the poshness of the person you're asking. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, pints is like much more standard, and then cans is much more like youth vibes. Yeah, I but feel. or or posh people in their late twenties. That's true. What cans? Yeah, yeah, they were. But then, if you're yeah, talking you about were... the jaunty types, then that's pints, definitely. Well, no, because there's two kinds of pints with the lads: there... Clapham Common, Touch Rugger <laughs> on a Saturday, uh, Sunday, mate, going out there, pub brunch, actually, smashing it with the boys, actually, watching the Rugger on telly. The local barman. Okay, mm. that's the thing, and then, but that's the thing, like my posh, my posh voice is less posh than my actual voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference though is that um is like i think that's the that's your standard um i i my parents paid for my school but it wasn't a public school attitude and then the public school attitude goes all the way back round and sort of actively affects um sort of youth or working class culture okay yeah. so eventually they take off the top hat and put on the flat brim yes i gotcha or the, the top but, hat turns into a flat brim like a, it's, it, a voltron type it's, it's like an 800 one, quid flat brim 
with like a little label <laughs> on the back so you can tell. One, I'll, I'll say this is this is how I will answer your question. Yes. One time while driving from Oxford to London with mm. some friends, um, uh, one of the one of the people we were going to meet called the person whose car I was in and it came on over the stereo on the, the stereo system, and was like, "Oh, Wagwan, chaps." <laughs> nice, nice. What, so, nice. what if, does Bigwan in with the chaps? I mean, it's a so, question that you often if ask. If you want, if you want your answer, that's your answer. Thank you very much. It took a while. It was a little. Uh, it was some circumlocution, but we got there. Hello and welcome to the Antifada. We're unrest is best. I am Sean KB. Mm. I'm Andy, and we are here with three members of the Trash Future, the podcast that you probably know if you're smart, but if you're an idiot, you, you haven't probably listened also to them know. Yet. <laughs> you, I can't Great believe you're depriving Riley of being able to say the podcast that you're listening to right now. <laughs> I gotta start saying a different thing. Yeah. Well, what do you say? What do you say? I usually it, just it, say it's the podcast that what's guaning, chaps. <laughs> what guan? It's the podcast that's guesting on the podcast you're listening to right now. There you go. <laughs> uh, indeed. We don't want to. We don't want to steal any of Riley's thunder here. So we're uh, trying to alpha <laughs> Riley right now. I'm, I'm, no, I'm trying to monopolize my thunder. Um, however, if Elizabeth Warren gets elected, she might ask me really, really politely to stop monopolizing my thunder <laughs> mm. over here in Britain. <laughs> that is her entire policy. Yeah, so if you're tired of listening to podcasts about US politics, you can expand your horizons, become a cosmopolitan like me and listen to Trash Future. We, we we international brigades of the leftist irony podcast. That's right. Don't, there are still American accents involved. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, and American politics. Oh, but sucks. don't freak out because you are not an American. No. You are a North American, but not a U.S. American. Yeah, I'm like Brett Stevens, obviously. I'm Mexican. <laughs> no, I am. Um, Riley is the Brett Stevens of yeah. Trash he, Future. He, he's he's in a in commune in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. But his, I, his cousin just got murked down there. Yeah. Mm, uh, prayers pour up. Pour one out. Prayers up. Mm. No, don't pour. Don't pour one out. This is a good carpet. <laughs> uh, no, I, I am in fact Canadian. I've just spent my entire adult life in this country for fucking just for the worst possible reasons. I just been, I was I was sold yeah, down the river human on the, trafficking. <laughs> I was sold down the river on the promise that the UK would give me a good education, and now I'm dumber than when I started. Yeah, that's how they get you. Not, not really the fault of the UK education system, that though. <laughs> More personal choices. We're also here with Milo. What's your last name? Hello, oh, Edwards. Hi, and Milo Edwards. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I don't normally lead with my last name. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Milo, but that's Mr. Edwards to you. We're collecting personal information on this yeah, podcast. Exactly. Mother's today. maiden name. You know. <laughs> favorite pet as a child. Oh, sorry, Milo, could you remind the listeners your credit card number? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Well, as we say at the beginning of every episode, it's 555. <laughs> that's and, all. The UK has very yeah. few credit cards. Yeah, there's only like three dudes who have enough money, and I'm one of them. So, yeah. There you go. And lastly, we're here with Alice from Trash Future. Hello. Hi. Yes. From Glasgow, so I'm the only one who's not in the room. So I'm guesting on a guesting podcast. <laughs> Thank you for uh, calling in, you Ouija. Is that what they're called? That is correct. Yes. Uh, oh, I got I'm it. not got personally. It. I'm I'm still from London, but uh, <laughs> it's a portmanteau yeah. of Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a portmanteau of Waluigi and Luigi. <laughs> Luigi's mansion has a lot more sectarian violence. A semi-evil Luigi. Yeah. Lots of glassing mm. in that B mansion. Buckfast get. <laughs> to American listeners, look up Buckfast and then try to get some and see if you survive. <laughs> they all listened to the Chapo yeah, episode of the live thing. They're it's good. Scottish for loco. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, that Chapo episode probably made it like a thing in Brooklyn yeah, bars. Yeah, so yeah. It's Scottish for loco, but like with a religious element. Mm, made yeah, by Scottish for loco. <laughs> Don't think we didn't bow down before our god before we left 
We tried to find some before they took the good shit out of it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nowadays. No more <clears> good <throat> shit. Andy, uh, you are the showrunner today. You're taking Riley's spot because he's guesting now. I am so pleased. Yeah, I, I feel you. What are we talking about today? Well, what I we thought got? we would start out a little bit. We just got to the UK recently. We we'll, did. We can talk a little bit about our experience so far. We One went to see uh, Father Karl Marx today. We, we went to the mm. Highgate Cemetery. Surrounded by the hundred million people he killed, <laughs> it was very smart of them to put him in the cemetery Look, around when, the. When when he wrote all all about like linen coat pricing, he should have known the risks. <laughs> Wait, I didn't realize you'd gone and visited Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> you guys are having a Stalinism scare right now, is that right? Mm. Uh, yeah, well, apparently we're busy wow. pressing F to pay respects. We have like <laughs> been purging the kulaks. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> kulaks up and down the country are quaking in their boots. Who for thought that such a mature capitalist economy would need de dekulakization? <laughs> well, the thing is, people just be hoarding grain. <laughs> this is where, so this is where my like not not much knowledge of the history of communism, but much knowledge of the Russian language confuses me because the word kulak in Russian just means fist. Yes, well, they, just they were everyone's fists. Oh, I I have this for you. It's because like it was a uh, it was a term that was used because they were tight fisted. Mm. They were ah. the kulaks that were holding onto the grain. They were the middle and rich uh, peasants, I should say. They were just who uh, fisting everyone. They were fisting everybody, and yeah. eventually communism fists back, folks. A spaghetti Eastern called Fistful of Grain. <laughs> <laughs> really was putting the uh, the spaghetti into uh, spaghetti and, Western. Uh, so, like a good internet leftist, Boris Johnson decided to make a reference to something slightly outside of just saying that you're a Marxist or a Stalinist. He decided to say something slightly more esoteric to show that he knows what he's talking about and said mm. that uh, Jeremy Corbyn is going to uh, murder the Kulaks or something like that. <laughs> which is, which is not even true. To He's going to murder Rosa Luxemburg, if anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the other thing. Like, how, what percentage of the British electorate, not only that, what percentage of the British electorate in swing seats <laughs> knows what the fuck a Kulak is? I think Andy mm. had it right, though. He was just being a fucking hipster. He was being a leftist mm -hmm. hipster. He might have said, like, he might as well have said that, like, Jeremy Corbyn, like a good Hojaist, is going to build yeah. pillboxes in every you know in yeah. every field in England. He's working on his meme game. Jeremy Corbyn <laughs> just wants to give England to dolphins and aliens. Wait, <laughs> why we don't joke about that on the show. <laughs> when Boris shit. Johnson makes it, Boris Johnson is someone who did classics at Oxford, right? Makes a reference which is too esoteric for me. Someone who did classics at Cambridge and like studied Russian and now runs a politics podcast. I think it may have been too esoteric. I think, I think it's safe to call the it podcast. <laughs> folks, I will folks, also be purged. Folks, we, we as, brought them as on here because they derails a politics podcast. <laughs> exactly. We brought them on here to fight, folks. And you're going to enjoy every fucking minute of it. Yeah, we, we thought Trash Future was good. It's ruined. We're, we're just yeah, kind of yelling yeah. at each other, but in that sort of hushed voice, mm. like you wait till we get home to yell at each other. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Bross documentary. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, full communism, um, Boris Johnson is going to win, right? Uh, I yeah maybe yeah to the extent that he look, that is we're, possible we're, we're to win kind in this of, election we're trying to will a Corbyn government into existence with optimism so like <laughs> you're <laughs> kind of interrupting the like ritual significance <laughs> here yeah. yeah I've noticed that from don't the make me tap the sign the, no <laughs> the Novara Twitter feed is like. They'll post a poll that looks really bad for Labour and say, oh, this is good. It's oh, going to go up. Oh, no, no, every okay. time there's an it's happening gif, it might happen. <laughs> it worked for Jeb. Okay, so here's here's the actual thing, right? Which is The way that British politics is structured, um, you have sort of, 
when Labour is in opposition, it can either be in opposition outside of campaign mode or in campaign mode. Outside of campaign mode, because it's dealing with a pretty... The, the, the element of the electorate that's like tuned into politics is pretty reactionary. And then the press is extremely reactionary. And so when Labour is outside of campaign mode, it's just playing defense. Yeah. It's like, how much can we avoid losing? Then when Labour is inside campaign mode, um, two things happen. There are fairness rules in broadcasting. So like you, you have to give Labour equal time to like say what its manifesto is, for example, on TV news. Um, and... And, the, and that means Steve Ducey's unemployable in this country too, right? Uh, in effect, but also <laughs> it means it just means that Labor is not saying, "Oh, the Tories are doing bad; we'll do worse." They're saying, "Here's what we're going to do for you in seven weeks." Yeah, like if they turn in into seven Red weeks. Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alice has mm. basically hit the nail on the head. It's Red Hulk. So the idea isn't like, "Oh, this poll is good for us now." It's like the momentum is beginning, right? Mm. Because like what happened in 2017 is that we were in a dismal situation in the polls. Then we kicked off the campaign, the manifesto came out, and we were up by like eight points and took away the majority. The idea is that if we can just have a more ambitious campaign this time with more volunteers, which we do have, and the Tories are also worse, although that's, again, always has to be the secondary element, of course, uh, is that we can do more than just take away a majority. We could actually reduce a minority government to nothing. Yeah, we, we can, we can be can, uh, Jeremy Corbyn's hype man or woman. Hell yeah. 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 Well, I. I, I just want to say that when Andy and I booked these tickets a couple of months ago, uh, we were looking at the calendar and we truly believed that we were going to arrive in a post-hard Brexit Mad Max hellscape. And then... Uh, You're in a pre-hard Brexit yeah. Mad Max <laughs> You were trying to tourists from The Purge. We yeah, those, were, yes, those, yes. Those, those lads you mentioned earlier, they're about to become a gang. <laughs> so uh, you're expecting Katagami to visit some very good hospitals. Excellent hospitals, very good, run by some very good people. That's the thing. It's, it's also, just uh, so uh, American listeners know, British doctors, we get to treat like shit because of universal health care. <laughs> we mm. walked by a hospital earlier. On our, on our way over here and Riley is like go in there and make him clean up dog shit we're like why would we do that he's like it's the NHS that's that's what we do yeah. it's yeah, like left wing Jacob Wall like, <laughs> yeah, I was in this trendy hipster hospital yeah, it means you could just fuck with doctors under universal health care that's the rule we're under the private system we don't get health care really but we treat our doctors with respect and deference okay we have to step off the sidewalk when yeah. they walk by. Everyone's coats are constantly yeah. being soiled by putting them in puddles yeah. in front of doctors. I didn't carry a syringe around Afghanistan to be treated like this. Rory Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, come on, Milo. He used That's a, such a good deep you cut. You cannot make pipe. Riley cut this either. No, okay. no, nothing's no. getting caught. We trash, don't cut. Trash Future crew, we need like 30% less references to British people that our <laughs> listeners will not know. Yeah, but on no, the other hand, this more. was quite a severe libel. And since this is going out in the States, yeah. I'm hoping to stay No, it's not. No, Dallas, that isn't a libel. He admitted to, to taking opium well, he in, to in Iran. He admitted to it, right? Oh, what? He's going to sue us because we mixed up the method of injection. <laughs> I don't know, maybe yeah. our law system is fake and stupid. Cut mm. nothing. Cut nothing. This is great content. Let's move forward. Andy, showrunner, take us. <laughs> See, at least this... Okay, but this is just for my Trash Future comrades here. This showrunner gets support. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Would you like us to give you compliments every time you finish a segment? <laughs> yes. Well segued, sir. Yes. <laughs> sorry. So let's be frank. Boris Johnson, Jeremy Corbyn, what's going on? Brexit, um, UKIP, 
Farage, Theresa May. How Big much ben. of a majority will Joe Swinson have at the end of this general <laughs> election? Oh, question yeah. you want to ask. Joe Swinson's liberal Democrats with the bus. <laughs> I mean, the only, I mean, if I've, I'm, I'm of course reminded of a, of a party, um, Pauline Hansen presents the National Party from Australia. Yeah, oh, okay. it, the, the bus it makes it look like like the tour bus of one of those like American late night shows, like the Late Late Show with James Corden. <laughs> but it's like the late Liberal Democrats with Joe Swinson. <laughs> Lib Dems after dark, baby. <laughs> Somehow you reference something karaoke. that's even too British, like an American show that's even too British for me to know what yeah. it is. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's what they're here for. Yeah. So yeah. let me let me as an American uh, try to break down the election for folks since we're talking about uh, what? How many weeks is it till the general election? I five. It's on the 12th. It's on the 12th. So right. December 12th is going to be the big day. So, so you don't have a general election that's two and a half years, <laughs> starts two and a half years before the Listen, actual election American day. listeners, this is, uh, Britain is a horror place. However, their elections do not last two years. Bear in mind that it's one year until uh, you will be voting for Bernie Sanders uh, in the presidency. These people have mm. been at it for like two weeks and they've, uh, they're, they're almost done. They're, they're almost through it. Mm. So my understanding of this election is that... Uh, Boris Johnson takes the reins from Theresa May because she's a huge failure. She cannot mm. get uh, Brexit sorted. Sorry. Oh, Riley needs to jump in. Go yes, ahead. I'm going to jump us. in right now because yeah. I recently I saw today. I can't remember who showed it to me. Theresa May now has a job as an inspirational speaker. That's so great. I thought you were yes. going to say Instagram for a second, and I'm like, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't really it is Instagram. It's Instagram stories. Oh, amazing! All my no, she's was a Kardashian lessons. now. She's a Kardashian yeah. now. Damn, that ass. She's going to have her, her own line of like hiking trousers shapewear. <laughs> I would buy. Uh, yeah, so uh, well, where was it? Theresa May. She failed miserably. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Couldn't get it through. And now Boris Johnson was elected, not by the people of Britain, folks. Folks, not by the electorate. Instead, by the Conservative Party, the Tories, who decided that they needed new leadership. Mm. So... After a series of gambits where Boris Johnson, on the knife's edge of Brexit, was trying to lead the people of this uh, fair nation to a uh, some sort of deal, or if not, some horrific Bad Max Brexit shit, uh, he was stymied at every turn by uh, Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party and by oh, other those parties. meddling kids. Yeah, those yep. meddling, the SNP, the, the great... Lib Debs of Joe Joe Swinson. Now, of course, if you asked a lot of centrist columnists, they would say that every that that Jeremy Corbyn has been the most ineffective opposition uh, in British history, um, and you can see that because while stymieing um, Boris Johnson's plans to do Brexit and effectively stopping Brexit, probably what like eight times. Right. Yeah. Um, mm. He didn't stop Brexit. No. In- instead, he just right. did racism, and not the good kind of racism <laughs> that we like, but the a, bad kind. No. A very specific kind, which is anti-Semitism. Mm, we yes. know he's the most mm. anti-Semitic uh, politician, more so than Enoch Powell, or certainly. Uh, uh, Oswald mostly. Or, or, or <laughs> Theresa May. Mm. Or Theresa May. Yeah. Or one of Theresa May's staffers, who uh, Nick Timothy, who, like her main advisor, who after being sacked by Theresa May, wrote an article in the Daily Telegraph that <laughs> said the case Sor- Soros is controlling the Remain protests. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. It all comes it's back like to It's like Age the... of Empires to George Soros. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, so triple, we... triple parentheses happened. It, yeah. It's all happened. So yeah, so we got to the point where uh, Boris was unable to use um, all sorts of shenanigans in order to push through some very futile 
uh, negotiations with the European Union. Mm-hmm. And eventually, because of some procedural shit, because of Burkow saying, oh, da, enough times <laughs> to him, he had to move on. He had I'm sorry, to call. Pirate Burkow. He, he, he says, <laughs> oh, like oh, Joe Quimby's son says, chowder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting dragged on my own podcast for my <laughs> Burkow accent. <laughs> and I fucking resent it. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 why, that's why we're trying to ban the Burkow. <laughs> <laughs> If we could all just oh. have slightly less Burkow in our diet, we could reduce our emissions. I almost spit my John Smiths onto the microphone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love a, my cans. A in a, in America. Can. It's a terrible lie. <laughs> it's a, it's a mm. universally reviled beer. Why didn't you stop him? You could have stopped him. I don't know. I'm an ignorant American. I'm the ugly American. I would. I bought John Smiths. You could have stopped me. The cashier Tesco should have stopped you. <laughs> yeah, they should have. I've been in this country too long to say anything. <laughs> it was just politeness that you let me buy shit beer? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Literally, yes. Wow. Think how cursed a fucking personality dynamic it is to be a Canadian who spent 10 years in Britain. <laughs> fair. Like, he's fucked. He can't do anything except podcasting at this point. <laughs> Tough but fair. So we're, so in our story, to bring it to the very end, uh, mm. finally, Boris Johnson, he needs to win. He needs a real majority. He doesn't want a- And we support him. <laughs> Boris Johnson, the man for the job, needs a full majority and he wants to have to win this general election so that he can push his deal through and so he can have a Tory Brexit, right? I mean, is that fair? Par- I mean, partly. Partly? What That's, does he I want? Don't know. What like, does Johnson want? Well, what does our boy want? So, Riley, you had an interesting theory about Johnson and it all goes to this deep inferiority complex that is ingrained in the structure of British society. Because he's especially a Especially lad British Worse society. Worse than a boss, yeah. he's a piss pig. Like, that, that is the, the, the British establishment. Piss pigs. All of them. They're all yeah. piss pigs because they've all spent their lives. Okay, so basically, like, when you're born... I, I said a like piss a, pig a, was worse than a bottom. Yeah. That's not, uh, that's not good. <laughs> mm. It's a kind that of bottom. revisionism right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, basically, when you're born in Britain, you are going to be sent to either state school and the British establishment just disregards most of those people right away. Or a um, fee-paying non-public school, and they're sort of fine, or a public school, like Eton or whatever. And then once you get to Eton, mm. the entire rest of your life is just working out all of your teenage grudges against the all the other people who you will spend the rest yeah. of public life in direct competition with from your specific year at your specific school. It's like uh, it's like American Psycho, but it starts at age 13. <laughs> it's like, why does the housemaster prefer Van Patten's rugby <laughs> technique to mine? And, and it, um, instead of uh, they had a better business card, it's because they uh, diddled you, essentially, right? Well, exactly. Because also, no, it's not, it's when, you go, when you it's go the into a boarding school, like, why didn't I get diddled was I not pretty enough <laughs> yeah when you go into a boarding school you start out as a bottom but it's not a coincidence that lots of public schools call their final year top year <laughs> again like like Unfortunately, like there is a really dark history of a lot of these particular yeah, dynamics working themselves yeah. out. In the House of Lords specifically. Uh, so basically, then when you leave um, you know, Eton or Harrow or whatever, then you're either part of your class that goes to Oxbridge or the part of your class that doesn't. And so the whole point of being in the ruling class of Britain is continuing to get through these stage gates that are designed to select the special people who radiate light and life mm. and wonderfulness and power and authority out to everyone else. Like podcasters on the left do. <laughs> it's like the, the, so like you get so much unearned respect. 
I'm a fucking moron, and I, like to, I have a I have an Oxford degree on in my history, and people give me way way more credit than they ought to, just because of it. Because because everyone here is so peasant minded and short circuited that they're just like, oh oh, he went to the fancy school. Well, better do deference, and that's why we're in this situation we're in. Boris Johnson is prime minister. Like there are a lot of material reasons he's prime minister, right? His personal goals are just because he's mad David Cameron from his school was prime minister and he wasn't. Mm, so yeah. is it fair to say from a Marxist perspective that because of this peasant mindset, it's why we need dequilocalization? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, what yeah. I have to say, I, I mean, I legitimately, I think we should abolish Eaton, Oxbridge, Harrow, like all of Which it. Which is sort of like, labor policy now. Yeah, it's sick. Aren't they going to nationalize all the pr- uh, public schools? Well, they're going to. Uh, um, an idea, right? Well, they're going to get. Um, they're going to take away the public schools' charity status because right now, like, if you send your kid to Eton, I think it's like twenty-five to thirty thousand pounds a year. Yeah, but because they do four bursaries, it's a charity. Yeah. Oh wow. In effect, so they don't pay any tax That's at horrible. all on that any sucks of it. That dick so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So you, they, uh, Corbyn wants to get rid of that tax incentive. Yeah, he basically wants to make it so that like the taxpayer doesn't subsidize the teaching like their future leaders how to make puns in Latin <laughs> that will make columnists <laughs> clap like train seals. Right. So this hey, kind of make... with making puns in Latin, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, Look you, you use you do... your powers for good rather than evil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's let's not uh, attack puns too harshly here. Um, but so Boris Johnson, it kind of makes sense to me because. I heard that like before he came out uh, for Brexit, he had like two position papers and one was against Brexit and one was pro Brexit. And he was just like kind of waiting to see which one would be the most politically advantageous to him. And that's when he became the Brexit guy wearing the British flag. And and that's propelled him into power because he was just completely openly opportunistically for Brexit. Mm -hmm. And now he's in power trying to do it. But where does this lead? Does he- well, the problem is, is like the first thing you have to remember is that literally everybody involved with Brexit who's made Brexit their main thing, whether stopping it outright or doing it the worst, is completely opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Like th- there's literally no person who's made Brexit their main thing who isn't that. And the other thing to remember well, about apart this... apart from possibly the Lib Dems, who are like... It, <laughs> I, you can't even accuse them of being opportunistic, because they're so bad at it. Like, it's so not, the last refuge of scoundrels for Yeah, them. like, no, like they're, they're not going to win any votes, because their policy is just is completely insane, and, like, everything about it is just mad. Like, I'm Joe Swinson, and I'm the only person who can really be Prime Minister, and it's like, on what fucking planet? Like, are you mad? Like, you'd be lucky to run, like, a fucking board meeting of a local bus company. Like, it's not gonna happen joe and it's certainly not gonna happen when you're like well we'll just cancel brexit like that's not the policy of a party that can actually win an election because that's a policy that you just couldn't do well that i mean the joe swinson thing is a, it's a whole thing because, we're gonna get uh, into the lib dem yeah, stuff we're gonna i had a part yeah. two about boris johnson okay. which is that like people have been trying to like there has been a low level effort to rehabilitate him that didn't go very far in the form of a movie about Brexit, um, that oh, the one with the Dominic Cumming yeah, character, the, 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 the Dominic as, uh, mm. as Dominic Humberbatch, or yeah, uh, Sherlock is. does yes. Brexit by doing his mind <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, but in in mm. but like the, that portrayal and one that I think is not that uncommon was that um, Boris was just oh he was just an innocent political opportunist who got sucked into racism as happens as happens mm. yeah. 
who amongst us has not just accidentally got sucked <laughs> into racism and calling uh, women in hijab, uh, what? Letterboxes. Yeah. It's just a normal turn of phrase that one does yeah. when they're not well, I mean, racist. I only fall into it. one bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like a very weird distinction to make between like opportunist racists and non-opportunist <laughs> right. racists. Like, I feel like the bar should be whether or not they're racist. Yeah, like, no. the whole idea it's that, the like, intent that counts. Really, I'm sure that quite a lot of the Tories aren't necessarily ideological racists, <laughs> but the fact that they do racism to their own end still doesn't stop the fact that it's racism, right? I don't think you could be like, oh no, well I was only doing it so I could get a great deal on a new Corolla. Oh, like, yeah. That's not <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm sure that none of the people involved in like i don't know windrush where like the, the uk just deported a bunch of british citizens because they like weren't white i'm sure not i'm sure there are people involved in, in that ministers even who've probably never said a slur sure they're you know? woke as fuck yeah, they're woke yeah. as shit and they're just mm. enforcing the law right. it's like okay it's well, very exactly. technocratic yeah. uh, ethnic cleansing mm. yeah. but right? it's, it's interesting here because uh you know it, in 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 the United States, we have two parties that are just racist in like different ways, mm. or like well, we have like in- five. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like in the UK now, you actually have a leftist party that is a major party that has a chance of winning, or you know, came very close to winning a couple of years yeah, ago. Played Cymru. <laughs> <laughs> and I so, we were like just the all uh... endorse Sinn Fein at once there. <laughs> yes, all we these... want nobody standing in Parliament at all. <laughs> all these Welsh that... hipsters wearing their Clyde Cymrys. Voting all Sinn Féin is like uh, voting no more presidents, basically. <laughs> Just abolishing Parliament. Yeah, we're doing black flag shit, but with through Irish nationalism. <laughs> yes. Like, that's it's a, how you, that's that's a you... circuitous route, but it works. That's how you know England has reached its logical conclusion when there's Sinn Féin candidates running in every seat and winning. <laughs> There's the United Ireland, but it's Britain. Yeah, there's a Sh- there's a Sinn Fein majority somehow. Why stop with uniting the island when you can <laughs> unite the entire yeah. empire? 164 yeah. county Irish socialist republic. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you have to go around Basildon teaching people how to pronounce T shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. We're inventing entire electoral strategies to abolish Britain right now. Uh, you love to see it. T-shock folks. for life, Jerry Adams. <laughs> uh, what did you have? Eddie? What was your question again? It, it's, it must be the cans. It must be the old speckled hen that got it, me. Yeah. My question is just like, yeah. what, what does it mean that there's actually a leftist party here? Oh, right. Like, well, you know, well, how is that playing can out? I, can I, let me uh, give a, a, a little preface to this. As I understand it in the United States, the group that rules the Democratic Party and has for many, many decades is essentially like the distillation of your liberal Democrats. Uh, We have a Democratic Party that's run by like centrist technocratic fucking douchebags, Mm. but we keep them in the same party as like good faith, you know, like relatively left sort of social democratic politicians and voters who have to kind of navigate within one party Mm. this sort of political landscape. Whereas you have been you've done a great job of segregating them into a shit garbage fucking party that nobody likes except mm. like weird, rich, posh assholes. That, and to uh, be fair, even the Lib Dems are way left of the Democrats. <laughs> oh, that's they, so, also, so they also <laughs> segregated themselves. The Tories are left of the Democrats pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. the only, like, I think the, the Brexit party kind of has 
Uh, they're more or less doing what the Democrats kind of want to do. Oh, that sucks. Their farthest right party is to the left of our Democrats. <laughs> now we still got Britain first. And, uh... yeah, uh, is like, Britain okay, first but... even still a party? I thought they were just sort of a group that went around throwing no, bacon at boxes. It's just... It's just a cooking show now. I think the cock party is the Democrats. ways of cook bacon to throw the it on a mosque, like, unless it's really has, sunny. The mosque emit heat. The cock party only, I think, has two or three people in it now. Okay. So one of whom is Mike Gapes, a man who is mostly ham. Yeah, no, well, Mike Gapes... Mike, okay, look, Mike Gapes is one of my favorite politicians. Um... Uh, is Mike Gapes and Matt Hancock are always jockeying for first place. Hancock when you have a verb like that in your last name. Yeah, they just end up in the cuck party because of their names. <laughs> so Matt Hancock would have been in the cuck party, but he, um, because he was like a centrist Tory. Because there's a whole, there's the, the other thing. There's a kind of right wing, right winger that we have in the UK that you don't have in the states, which is the believe in yourself techno optimist. Oh, yeah. it's um, like Tom so like, Steyer, kind of. Oh, it's yeah. like an entire party of Tom Steyer. Yes. Wow. So okay. the Tory party well, has the two, Democrats. The Tory party has two wings. It has the um it has the, you know, um sees the movie Children of Men and is like, "Yes, good, let's do that wing." <laughs> exactly. And, and then Cuz they love Clive Owen. They really respect. <laughs> Say what you will about Jacob Rees-Mogg. He is like Clive Owen is an underrated like Inside Man was an excellent he's, film. He's the only <laughs> guy. Me and him are the only ones who saw Croupier. Yeah, <laughs> it's an Just IMBD thing. Jacob Rees-Mogg commissioning a Latin dub of Inside Man so that he can finally understand the nuances. <laughs> Selway, Clive. Cleway. Cleway. The Cleway bloods. Yeah. So um, basically, yeah, we have the the people who are like, yes, what if we just made Britain a walled off machine gun prison? I think that would be pretty good. Mm. And then you have the people who are like. Saw an Alexa once, and were like, "This is my politics." That's <laughs> <laughs> like Matt, ha like Alexa, how should I vote? So like, this is Change UK. No, th this is the left wing of the Tories. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Change UK. Um, what the sm the specific thing about Change UK is that it was started mostly by a group of breakaway Labour MPs who were all anti-Corbyn and who were like fucking getting slobbed off by the press constantly. And they thought, okay, well, if we're so loved by the press, that must mean we have a constituency. So goes Nick Cohen. So goes the country. Unfortunately, so goes Nick Cohen. So goes Nick Cohen. And so they ended up- No, so go like 10 other people exactly like Nick Cohen, to be fair. Also who are called. Yeah, yeah. None of whom live in Milford South. Yeah, yeah, we're talking Andrew Lillico. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking Jonathan Friedland. Yeah. We're talking Adam Big Hitters. Yeah. Adam Friedland. <laughs> we're talking Adam Friedland from Guntown. Yeah. Loves changing UK. Mike, we're talking horny Andrew Lillico. I'm going to edit in like a uh, a British police alarm for a siren for every time you start talking about British hey. stuff. Like none of us <laughs> Sound the police alarm. <laughs> somebody, would somebody call for the Rosses? <laughs> Go into that police box over there. A thing that exists here. It'll be charming for our listeners so, in the So America. basically, um, so they broke away uh, so that they could, because they were like, oh, there's this huge constituency that's begging for a return to centrism. Right. Yeah. Mm. And then there wasn't. But like their whole announcement was, we're going to change politics for good. Uh, you know, we, we have all the new ideas. But then all of their new ideas were just, we're going to have a combination of a social and market economy. Right. It's like, so your new ideas were the capital N, capital I, new ideas from Blairism. It was like, mm. you thought 10p plastic bag tax were good. We got 15p. They would never <laughs> <call> <laughs> anything that audacious. 
<laughs> yeah, no, come on. They they would means test the plastic oh, bag charge somehow. Man, that sucks. So and if yeah. you're in a party that is moving too radical, and you decide I'm going to leave that party because it's too radical for me, in the United States should be called a cuck. And so they decided to call themselves Change UK or <laughs> Chuck. They decided to call themselves Chuck to avoid that. But, but everyone called everybody them knows that they're cucks. Here's the, here's the other thing. It is widely rumored that Chucka Umana. Was... His wife fucks men in his bed. Yes. <laughs> I'm so that... glad for your libel laws. That is, uh, that is not widely rumored. This podcast will be broadcast from Brooklyn, New York, where there are no libel laws. It might be widely rumored, but we cannot say if that is accurate That's or not. Allegedly no, rumored. That is not widely rumored. However, yeah. what is widely rumored is that he insisted that it be shortened to C-U-K or C-H-U-K. That's what a so that jerk it would, off. It would, be mo- it would be a lot like his name. Wow. Oh, great. Oh, that sucks. So <laughs> his name people. is already like cock, and he's like, make it more like that. Yeah, he's like, make it, more, make it more like more like that. Wow. Make it more like Your that. Your politics is twisted. <laughs> Here's the funny thing: it's going to it started Cuckfield. Yeah. Like at, at at its peak, Change UK had 12 MPs. It's down to three. Mm. G- genuine fun point for you, Alessa. My girlfriend's parents live in Cuckfield. <laughs> <laughs> and it's every time I bring this up, they're balls. like, "It's pronounced Cuckfield." <laughs> of course they are. But it is it is spelt Cuckfield. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. You love to see it. Yeah. Right. So Andy's. Uh, are you running in the bathroom? All right, fine. No, he's off to join Cuck. <laughs> mm. um, and he's finally found a party that represents like, his interests. So the what the left, like not the left wing, but like the um, sort of modernizing hip young Tory mindset is, you would do worse than looking at Matt Hancock, the um, health secretary's recent announcement of like what the Tory headline policy from DHSC, mm. the health department, is. Universal basic genome sequencing of everyone at birth. Oh my god, that <laughs> fucking sucks. But, but he it's got like, a 23 and me, and then he decided uh, awesome. Yeah, the minister from Palo Alto. And me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like because like he had, like because the whole idea is yes, we're gonna be able to get the NHS is gonna be able to provide everyone in the UK with genetically customized medicines for all of their illnesses. So there's taking eugenicism to like a, on a political direction. Do they think that your genome actually dictates what you feel at any given time? Well, like, also, well, the thing is that it's not going to work, right? Like, right. Yeah. you'll get a fuck? highly customized waiting list, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, here, yeah. here's the other thing, right? Like, ge- like genome-specified treatments for stuff like cancer does actually work. Like, there is a reason to sequence your genome if you need to. I need a genome-specific uh, hip replacement from the NHS. <laughs> uh, where do I where do I queue up? But, as genome say. is a kind of very scary uh, garden ornament. But what I but what I but banned what, in many states. <laughs> but what what to realize about this right is that how are you going to get say a pharmaceutical company to make one product for one person that will work specifically for them and can't be replicated. Race science. Yeah. Mm. So, like, one of the labor policies is to create a national, as a public service, drug maker. Like, a national pill manufacturer where instead of having, like, I don't know, private company, like Pfizer or whatever, yeah. make... You're buying your pingers for a fiver a go down the local alleyway. You don't know what you're getting. Some of the money's going to the Koch brothers. Whereas... I want to go to a government bureaucrat in yeah. the alleyway, and I yeah. want to fill out a form yeah. in order to get party speed. But, no, like, but like legitimately, right? Like Matt Hancock's idea only works if this national genome product project is hooked into a national drugs manufacturer. Instead of just and... being a shit version of Gattaca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's just... but So he basically... What I love about him is that... 
He just hears about something, gets incredibly excited about it, and then announces a policy. This is a Tory minister where there are multiple videos that exist of him doing parkour. Yeah. Yeah. He has the, he has the brain of a Labrador. He's yeah. a Labrador. He's, He's a, a Labrador. <laughs> and so if you say like the word walkies, he gets very excited and he has to go right now. But walkies could be anything. It could be like, what if your doctor was an app? Or like, what if your app was a doctor? Like anything like that. That's and he's so like, yeah. Brand. Yeah, he's basically the trash future candidate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes. He very but much where, is. Yeah, where, like the, where there's he two differs. podcasts in this country, us and Real Politic. They have Mike mm. Gapes. We have Matt Hancock. That's yeah. how it shook out there's the There's Romaniacs as well. Oh, of course. Romaniacs, yeah. yeah. Well, that soon won't be, I think. Where they're maniacal about Remain. Yeah. They live in a big water tower with the EU logo on it. It's great. (laughs) It's Um, time for the Remaniacs. (laughs) And we're liberal to the max. Um, That's your pod Save America. It is your pod Save America. It literally is. How many Johns does it have? Uh, It has a Dorian. A Dorian. That's so British. It has a- Pod Save America, but with a Dorian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. He never ages. Ian Dunn, who is dark energy. Ian does. Yeah. Uh, and then it's got a guy called Alex Andreu, who was like, "Look, you may not want to vote He's Lib the Dem. Token. Yeah. You may not want to vote Lib Dem in 180 seats where they have no chance, but you have to to stop Brexit." Folks, folks, stop this podcast now. Put it on pause. Listen to the Romaniacs for seven hours. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't but- know what it is, but don't do it. We dare you. So- 30 this might be a good transition for you to explain to our listeners Brexit and Remain. Like, what is Labour's position on it? What's your position on it? It's, it's okay. two sentences. Renegotiate yes. and referendum. So you, you, Labour, a Labour government would go back to Brussels and say, hey, here is a deal that is not terrible and like a horrible uh, children of men idea. They say, okay, sure. And then they take that deal back, and you have a referendum where you can vote to either do that deal or uh, just stay in the EU. That's the policy. And Alice, part of the hang-up of this entire, well, all of you, I should say, part of the hang-up of this entire Brexit negotiation Mm -hmm. is that the Tories, because they were tied to some sort of right-wing children of men agenda, were unwilling to do the sensible thing, right, which is to keep the UK in the common market, similar to, like, Norway, for example. So they they had to, any deal that they had, had to have a border in Ireland or in the middle of the Irish Sea. And that was always going to drive... Uh, and it's really hard to build in the middle yeah, of the Irish Yeah, apart from anything else, you need a lot of boats. And we, we just don't have yeah, enough boats. boats. Like, our Brexit no, secretary tried to contract to a ferry company that didn't have any boats. So we weren't going to build an entire border with them. Now, that's a business success toy right there, because he believed in that company. No, no, here's the thing. Milo isn't exaggerating. When he was criticized for contracting... When he was criticized for contracting a ferry... Not even that. When he was criticized for contracting a ferry company that had no boats, his response was, excuse me for believing in a great British business. (laughs) You guys... Everyone talks about how optimistic America is, right? And it is true. Like, we Mm. just, like, gallivant around the world and consider that everything is going to be progressively better as time goes on. But you guys have magic thinking down to a fucking T. Well, it's, it's incredible. It's because Britain Britain like it doesn't just, have anything else. Well, it does. Well, A, yes. B, Britain just does what America does just later. Yeah. And, so, but and also the, more extreme. The only thing we have left in our national mythology, like in the toolbox, is the Second World War, when we just kind of fucked around, got bailed out by the Soviet Union and the US, and then decided <laughs> that we had had a grand plan to like bravely survive the whole way through. 
Like, our streetwear people are way more insane than your streetwear people. <laughs> but, like, we got it from you. <laughs> we learned it from watching you. <laughs> right? Like, it's, um, so that's why our sort of blithely happy sort of watch Death of a Salesman see Willie Loman and are like, that's a cool guy. Yeah. Kinds of, of just optimistic shitheads are that way. Yeah. And so, like, your hardcore Brexiters, they're a lot like the, uh, the like, crazy, like, Navy SEAL Trump guys in the US who are like, maybe some of these liberals should try fucking fighting ISIS before they start telling me about my coffee having genders. Like, um, so you've got all these, like, (laughs) they're like Brexit, Brexit dads who all, like, they're, like, too young to have fought in World War II by, like, 30 years. But they all remember that they did. Yeah, right. and so and like they were Ronald all like Reagan thinking yeah. that he like yeah, literally, like there's this guy Mark Francois who's a Tory MP who's from Essex who's literally like uh, he went paintballing once and it changed his life. Yes. Like he's an he's an officer in the Territorial Army, which is like our <laughs> equivalent of the National Guard, except even stupider because in the Territorial Army it's like literally you meet once every two weeks in a village hall with like some other local losers and like imagine what would happen if you went to war knowing that you never will, and then like eat some sandwiches and sing the national anthem them right and so he was like he was being like full on like you know we're gonna bomb the continent like (laughs) we will we will stand up to europe as winston churchill did and it's like i don't think that's exactly what winston churchill did i think he was a pan-european federalist (laughs) (laughs) like drunk off his Mm. ass every day Hell yeah, yeah, he stood up to some Bengalis. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> and he hung up. He, he stood up to some Iraqis with chemical weapons, as one does. Yeah. yeah, and he also stood up to a lot to just a lot of people in his life, which is what most people seem to remember him for: is his joyous little quips. Yes. Wait. So the answer quips. to the question "Where were the Kurds on D-Day?" is being gassed by Winston Churchill. <laughs> yes, it is literally um, <laughs> that question. Uh, well, I'm glad we cleared that one up. Yeah, we'll send we that through this. to Donald. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, at this point in time, everything's up in the air. You guys have this election coming in several weeks now. Mm. Uh, what is the what is the left agenda in terms of the possibilities of electoralism? What is it that Jeremy Corbyn will maybe do this time like he did last time to convince the electorate of the United Kingdom that labor is the best bet? Considering that Glastonbury is not coming up. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Honestly, like, that's the thing, like. You joke, but like that actually, those kinds of things are important. Mm-hmm. Big mass gatherings of people that like Jeremy Corbyn can go out in front of. Because he's cool. He's cool. Yeah, because cool he's cool guy. and everyone, yeah. just wa- everyone just wants to fuck him. Like, yeah. like yeah. Summer Red. So he, yeah. he looks they like a Southern Nation yeah. army about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just, they he, see him, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. He's got that tracksuit on, coming back to his house with like a pint of milk. He looks like he's been playing the fruit machines down at Yates's <laughs> wine lodge all morning. And people are like, yeah, I'd let that guy bust in this ass. <laughs> So, okay, so what Labour's actually going to do, I mean, it's, it, there are a couple of things, right? There's the usual sort of standard, like, let's fix social democracy offer, which sure. is just, mm-hmm. we have a bunch of public services, we have the NHS, we're going to fund it properly. We have a, some public services also that have been, like, ruined by sort of internal neoliberalization, so, like, the education sector and the health sector as well have, like, become obsessed with targets and testing and mark and internal markets and all this. It's like they're trying to fight the 45-year war of going back before Blairism and Thatcherism yeah. in order to kind of return to some sort of centrist social democracy. More or less. I, like, more like less. socializing yeah. the railways. Yeah. Right, okay. And so there's that, there's that level of it, which is we are going to make the government work for people, and then we're going to do it in very specific ways. And, like, on the... So I've also done some door knocking and what what you 
emphasize with that depends on what constituency you're in. Yeah. Most so, of the time we just ring the bell and run away. <laughs> it's pretty good. There's nothing that labor voters like more than if you leave a bag up, a paper bag of dog shit on their uh, yeah. on their front porch. It's in the doctor to clean it up. Which is a metaphor <laughs> for Toryism. Yeah. It's like, hey, this if, is the Tories. If you don't like Boris Johnson, you will take this flaming bag and stomp it out with your shoes. I swear to God. Mm. Like, I genuinely... Because like, you know how like um, Jim Messina came and ran Theresa May's campaign in he 2017? He did a great job, yeah. If he came He's on and, a real winning streak. If he came and ran the labor campaign, he genuinely would have said, we're going to put bags of flaming dog shit in people's <laughs> doors and write Toryism on it. <laughs> this is the export mm. that we have to the UK. So, okay, but the, so there's but there's the standard stuff that people know about that I don't think we have to go into. If there's a public service, Corbyn's going to fund it. In some ways, he's going to create public services where there used to be some and isn't anymore, like social care. So right now, social care either has been cut to the point where it basically doesn't exist, which is if you're very old or you're very sick and someone has to come into your house and take care of you. It's been yeah, it, it, it is question, wiping though. asses, essentially. But there's a second thing. All there's, right, but before yes, you get into that, it's very important yeah. is that if I understand correctly, and granted I'm a gringo from the other side of the pond, there is one industry that Jeremy Corbett does not support, even if it's like relatively nationalized. I, I'm thinking of like, Guys, they're like 60, 70, real salt of the earth guys. They're going down into the pits, into the mines, and they're um, basically digging out fully operational nuclear weapons in the Trident program. <laughs> and I heard that Jeremy mm. Corbyn wants to put these men out of work. It's yeah. because he's racist against white people. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. And, they, thought and so. they don't have enough genders, is the thing. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> yeah. is that the right wing columnists in this country, they're basically like, uh, they're like white hoteps. So they actually believe in like naturally occurring nuclear weapons. Uh, that were given white. to us by the aliens <laughs> who believe that British people are the master race. And it would be an affront to the aliens who are a kind of god in a way not to dig those nuclear weapons out sure, of the ground. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes so a lot like, of sense. So Trident's out, the but thing everything the, else is in. The thing about Trident is that if you really love Britain, if you really love it, I do. then you have to be willing to push a button that will launch a missile that will go 20 to... 30 meters yes. before just falling into the sea and <laughs> eradicating everything around it. Are you telling me yeah. your deterrent isn't everything is cracked up to be? I'm, all I'm saying is if you open one of those panels, somebody's sandwich that's been in there for 15 years that they welded inside mm. is just going to fall you telling out. Me that a, are you telling me that a country that serves Heinz, Heinz baked beans for breakfast can't get a nuclear uh, I'm, system I'm up telling you that our nuclear deterrent, one of the submarines got in trouble when they opened the screen door too fast. <laughs> I always we love it. Um, yeah, it's like it's the, the the Trident program is just like someone misheard at some point ten years ago, and it's just been being replaced by American spearmint gum. Or just a big fork. Like, yeah. I thought you meant Freedent. It's, it's like a boxing glove on a spring, but it just has a long fork. Yeah. Well, Trident <laughs> actually is a gum here, and yet, and I can't emphasize enough. It costs so much that no one can go to An school. Insane amounts of money. Also, we that have to store dick. a bunch of nuclear weapons in Scotland, which is not great. We don't love it. Yeah, the Scots hate having nuclear weapons in Scotland. Losers. Um, which is <laughs> ironic because it's hardly the most dangerous thing about Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I live in. I live, kept near Glasgow. I, that, I'm about, I was about to say, I live within like the blast range of the nuclear armaments depot, and it could do almost as much damage as Big Steve on the Buckfast. Yeah. I will, if that submarine comes near to me, I will glass that submarine. <laughs> 
We have to tactically keep the Scots always having yeah. fresh bottles. <laughs> we tactically launch the Scots as our nuclear deterrent. <laughs> angry, angry Scots on Buckfest. Okay, so the UK may not have a Andy very. Us back. <laughs> the UK may not have a very good or competent <laughs> military, but there is a method to this madness, and it's called. Can suck. <laughs> Tell us about can suck. This is the this is the Tory plan mm-hmm. because if you're not if you're going to go through Brexit if you're going to leave the European Union the you know the 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 the, the common market right mm-hmm. uh, you have to have an economic plan in order to keep Britain great. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. the plan for that is what? What is what's that plan? Well, first of all, it's disgraceful that the Tories would steal this clearly liberal democrat idea. <laughs> <laughs> so basically like there is this very popular idea on the British right that all the prime minister has to do is like make three phone calls and then there will be a free movement and free trade area between Canada, oh. UK, Australia, and New yeah, Zealand. We, we send Everybody them like a Facebook that... message that says, you want to do the <laughs> empire again, Y slash N? And they just say, why? <laughs> oh, we call it a walkabout area. <laughs> I just love the idea of calling Donald Trump and expecting like a breakthrough real fast. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, well, because it's also it's like, they're just like, look, look, look. The mistake with the Commonwealth was that it wasn't all white people. Yeah. Mm. That's so like, what does CanSuck so, stand for? Can's, well, I mean, it stands for Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand. Okay. If they uh, just put a K in mm-hmm. front, they could pay lip service to Kenya, but they yeah. refuse to yeah, do yeah, that. No, refuse. no, they, they don't want to risk it. It's all the settler no. colonial Like, here's the thing countries. about about like the CanSuck idea that sort of Britain's white colonies. I think the can suck idea is getting a bunch of your lads together and uh, drinking cans and sucking each other off, to be honest. That's their entire economic plan. I mean, right, no, right, that's I mean, called Oxford University. Right. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I think it's called Cambridge University. Nah, man, Ooh. that's all you. That's all you, baby. Cambridge is way less weird. Oh, all right. This is sectarian shit. Let's get past this. Oxford, yeah. Oxford has one big sex party a year. Cambridge has lots which, of little ones. Which is the Celtic and which is the Rangers in Oxford? in Cambridge. I think they're both rangers. <laughs> okay. It's all Hibernian. The siren is going off. So like, but honestly, like this is their idea, which is we're going to replace it with people who we know think of us as better than them. Yeah. Because, and I'll just sort of repeat what Tom Cabassi sort of are um, main, like serious politics correspondent yeah. on this show. You, you said. had to do a Tom Cabassi voice. <laughs> You don't have to do the voice. Thank you. It all sounds the same to us. Showrunner privilege. Um, So Britain, the whole idea of of why Britain's doing Brexit is that Britain imagines that there is a ranking of nations, much like every single elite in Britain is just constantly Mm. ranking themselves against one another all the time. And that there are first rate nations like the United States who control everything. And that Britain, um, uh, and then there are second rate nations like, like, well, like Britain and um, then like like Canada and so on, uh, who are influential. And then there are third-rate nations like Spain and Italy and so on, white but indolent. Mm-hmm. And then there's everyone else. And the br- belief of Brexit Britain is that the European Union has kept Britain in the second rate, um, but that if a third rate rather, but that Britain could get back to first rate if it was at the head of all of the people that mm. look up to it because it has the posh accents. Yes. Mm. That is like, absolutely true, by the way. U.S. Americans believe that if you have a British accent, you are smarter. That is not even exaggerating. It's bizarre. That was a and it's true. I mean, it was popular boys. there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, but like, you know, there are lots of people in Britain who believe that, I don't know, I, I yeah. can't really do capacity. Tom Cabasa's voice is enough. so singular. Yeah. Um, also, like, the other thing about the Kanzuk idea is where it's it's also just based on nostalgia. Like, yeah. they would give Kanzuk privileges to certain postal codes in South Africa if they Absolutely. could. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. this was a formal mm-hmm. distinction in the British Empire, was that you had colonies that were dominions with a capital D that meant mostly white, and those were Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, right? Of what, um... Labor offers like the British electorate. They're looking at changing the way that ownership works. So, like, um, one of their two of their headline policies are um, a an inclusive ownership fund where every company over five hundred people in the UK is going to be ten percent owned by its employees. I mean, Bernie's proposed twenty percent, which means That's I think Bernie. Bernie's I think we, Bernie. I think we have to propose forty percent now. Yeah, you do. One upsmanship. I like this. Like, mm. Workers control of production. Uh-huh. Um, and also, we're looking at um, ending landlordism. Hell yeah! By um, the Maoist plan. <laughs> um, I mean, again, the Telegraph would call it Maoism. We're just well, budgeting entirely for rifles and broken glass. Exactly. <laughs> so the, you're you're budgeting for rice patties to, to so, execute landlords in. So the 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 plan is, um, the plan is to um, to basically say to private tenants that uh, they can. Sorry. So the plan is to say to private tenants. The plan is to say to private tenants that um, if they're renting, they can buy their flat from their landlord at like a discounted rate, mm. and the government will basically make that happen. Nice. Um, so like the, mm. there are more ideas in labor platform than just um, than just restoring yeah. social democracy. They actually want to like because they, they, they know that like Margaret Thatcher performed a political revolution in like 1979, 1980, right? Mm-hmm. Where she just revolutionize the concept of ownership by subjecting more of society uh, to it. Allowing people to yeah. sell their council houses and whatnot. Or yeah. buy their council yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, it was create Tories by proliferating property. It was like a clever yes. idea. Yeah. They, um, not to pour like cold water on the like right to buy for private tenants thing. I think in the end it will end up being like not workable because of like how the law works. But like yeah, Labour also planned rice paddies. Yeah, labor <laughs> labor plan to build a lot of like social housing, which will solve most of those problems anyway. Because mainly the problem with landlords in the UK is that there's a massive housing shortage, which enables them to like jack up the rent such right. a huge amount. Whereas if there was a load of social housing, you wouldn't really need the landlords as much. And and the Tory plans are always twofold. One of them is promise to either um, build a bunch of council housing and then don't, or create strange complicated financial schemes <laughs> where they do end up building a lot of new housing but yeah, the only the wily per- coyote building but the only person who's better off from it some- to paint a hole on the side of a building and have like tenants run into again, it again yeah. kind of that's what that's right, where that's, that's where all your money goes if you're right right time it's, it's basically is, the Kamala Harris thing like that is yeah, but right. that is what right to buy is yeah if you own a business that works in a disadvantaged community for five years or more and yes. you make more than uh, 30,000 pounds yeah, and you. Oh, were she's coming out with like three horrible ideas. And since you went then. to a historically mm. black university. Yeah. But yeah. no, that what mm. right to right right to buy, or not right to buy, help to buy, which is the Tory like let's start getting more people into housing market policy. All it did was it basically just gave like four hundred million taxpayer pounds to one guy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like not even and one. That guy was socialist. Not even, yeah. He bought a lot of houses though, so it did work for him. Not not even one company. One guy. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, sucks, that's how poorly engineered private sector housing crisis solutions are. They make one guy we're, half we're a billion back to, dollars. We're back to the peasant thing, yeah. but you've managed to create a system where you have one kulak. And, and, it's, always, and it's always like uh, like just a British version of Little Carmine Lupatazzi. Like, it's, just, it's always like the lamest, Pinky dumbest ring. person. Yeah. Um, kulak Georg, the statistical outlier. Yeah. Because, like, Help to Buy was one of these classic, like, it had a very, like, Liz Warren energy to it, where it was like, well, what if we, uh, you know, construct this scheme to help young people buy houses and then just assume that everyone will enter into it in the most white hat, good faith way possible, <laughs> right. and therefore not check into what any of the loopholes could be. So they said that, like, okay, the, they have to be new build properties for some reason that are under £500,000. Okay, fine. And so then, of course, all these developers built all these properties that were miraculously valued at four hundred and ninety. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine pounds, and that were of course worth like three hundred. But of course, everyone was buying them because you were getting the extra money from the scheme, which seemed like free money at the time because it was this low-interest <laughs> loan from the government. But then suddenly, after five years, the interest went up by like five percent, and so it was literally like a government-sponsored version of how the housing crisis happened. <laughs> like, remember two thousand and eight? I'm pretty sure that was all these like low-rate mortgages that people couldn't afford that suddenly Let's became high-rate mortgages. <laughs> Let's do that, but with more state. <laughs> States get in the so, yeah. like, also, it's crucially, like those I love the '90s things, but it's I love 2005. <laughs> now that's what I call housing crisis. Exactly. Also, yeah. crucially, crucially, the housing crisis in the U.S. did end up benefiting like ten guys, and we were like, "That's kind of socialist." <laughs> yeah, uh, you're we such cocks, man. You deserve the cock party. We can, we can oh. get that down to one. And the best part is, you know, all those, His you know, all those Jeff like, Fairburn. you know, all those like. Uh, condos in Miami that were bought by guys with like huge you know chains who owned like four jet skis and then they ended up going bankrupt and like going to jail for grand yes, larceny. my uncle yes. Um, yeah <laughs> and uh, like well the ones in Britain at least those condos haven't fallen down but like the buildings in Britain under help to buy like lots of them are literally like they're made out of like cum and matchsticks like they're literally because they're all being built by like the worst kind of builders who are like oh yeah this a bomb and fell off a truck yeah. <laughs> yeah, alright don't disrespect the trades okay mm. but <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> my my question for you guys is is this is that uh, what we're talking about world historically because we try to get mm. world historical when we can is um, I think something that a man by the name a pipe smoking man by the name of uh, Tony Ben mm. was coming up with in the late seventies and early eighties in the UK kind of almost like a lost history of how British politics could have been because my mm -hmm. understanding is that Thatcher there was a real squeaker in the beginning there yeah. is that yeah. uh, as much as the longest suicide suicide note in political history of the Labour Party uh, is laughed at nowadays, there was a real strong constituency among the working class in this country for what we would call today democratic socialism. So is Jeremy Corbyn's program under the Labour Party in this election right now a return to the sort of momentum that you saw, you know, 40 years ago under the auspices of uh, Tony Benn? Go. Inshallah. Well, look. <laughs> no, I think Al Al Alice has said it shortest and best. Inshallah, <laughs> Inshallah. Tony Alben. Um, but like, look, if you want to think about momentum, right? Uh, not the organization that campaigns for Corbyn, but momentum, like the physical property. Mm. You can get momentum in a lot of ways. You can get it through internal combustion inter and the externalization of internal energy. You can get it, but you shouldn't or do you that because it, it turns out to like kill the planet. <laughs> or uh, do not eat. Taught you that, right? Yeah. <laughs> or. Mm. Or you can get it through pressure. And I think like we're, we're dealing with right now is a situation where a lot of people have been so, so pressurized in this country 
because even though like we still have stuff like universal healthcare and so on, like we have an economy that historically was so much more dependent on the public sector, that was so much more dependent on trade unionism and so on than the U.S. like sort of has been recently, and we've fallen mm. very far. And a lot of people remember very closely when their life was a lot more livable 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. So you're interacting with an old person online and they're like, we should like democratize the means of production. You're like, okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but without yeah. a hint of irony. To okay, it, boomer, please. <laughs> to, put it in more, to put it in more simple international terms, you know, the British electorate's uh, overall pressure to nut is reaching the crucial stop sucking <laughs> threshold <laughs> at which you get socialism. Yeah, backing up in there. Right, but the yeah. thing is, some right, vast deference like, shit. There's, mm. there's basically nowhere left to go for a neoliberal government before they start just doing barbarism. You have to go through Joe Swinson and take uh, <laughs> like a left at barbarism. And, and right, the cucks, so, of course. And the cucks, right, yeah. So, so when, Cuck Swinson. So mm. when, when we think of like, you know, what's the momentum behind this movement? Like, that's why I often think that sort of Corbyn himself is sort of incidental to it. Because, like, this movement started in, like, I, I often think that this movement, and the movement never really ended, but it sort of caught fire again in 2010 with the student movement. Right. And I don't yeah. think it's going anywhere. Yeah. It um, seems that way, yeah. And, like, you're, you're, you're I, I think, like, a lot of people have been so fucked by neoliberalism that, like, your capitalism's kind of never getting us back. Like, I, I think we're just, we're too wise to it. Yeah, I think the big difference between what's happened with neoliberalism in the UK and the US is that it's it's so much more empirical how worse people's lives right. have gotten because you did have this very solid safety net that's just been totally taken away and you've you have rashes of people just having to like kill themselves and just like yeah, like we, we hundreds of thousands of people in poverty and even like dying as a result mm. of of, of of austerity to the extent that the Tories refuse to rep austerity anymore. Yeah. So like that's the thing. We America does like America has a fucking body count oh, as a yeah. body count and abroad. We're and stacking a, bodies. Bitches. It has a yeah. body count. It at has home. an excellent KD ratio. But like, <laughs> but KOD like, too, folks. Yeah. But like, uh, America is ghosted. But yeah. like, you guys, honestly, the goat herders clan of Waziristan are fucking getting destroyed by the U.S. Phase clan. Here's the thing, right? You guys don't, you guys don't have a sort of fully worked out idea of how many bodies your sort of. We can never count. That. Yeah, no, there's no memory of like when things were okay. So, yeah, no, for example, no, like nobody's you, remembering Eugene Debs. Yeah, you no, don't have, you no. don't know how many bodies are on American capitalism. From just doing austerity, whereas mm. in Britain we know that 130,000 people are dead who wouldn't otherwise be dead because you have the basis of good social science coming out of that social democracy, so you know how many people austerity has murdered. Well, it's like I, I was thinking about this, right? Like one of the one of the mo one of the things about uh, one of the main austerian programs was the introduction of tuition fees because our right. universities were free until like the early 2000s. That's when, what you insurrectioned about, right? Uh, well, no, there was two tuition fee rises. Okay. They were free until the early 2000s when they started costing £3,000. And then um, the idea was that when you have tuition fees, university, they only have a maximum. You don't have a set fee, you have a maximum. So universities can then compete within that range. So mm. then, like, you know, Oxford It's a lot like the help to buy thing. Yeah. <laughs> why why, why, the, why the would I go the all markets, the way to the, the top of that range? 
The idea was like Oxbridge and LSE and stuff, yeah. they'll charge probably the full right. amount. And then you don't have a set age of consent, you have a minimum <laughs> age of consent. <laughs> it's a range, goddammit. Yeah. And so and then like someone like London Metropolitan or whatever would charge much less. Uh, University of Glasgow, probably in the middle. Oh, and then thanks. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Alice. Mid- Midland Ouija's. And then um, <laughs> and then, um of course, everyone just charged the top right away because you just have to have a university degree to survive um, in, in many cases as like a sort of professional person. Like there is no professional job here that doesn't need a university degree. Like mm. if you want to sell like used cars, chances are you need a university degree. I want to sell used cars here. Get a university degree. <laughs> nah, that's well, not, I'll go to Oxford. <laughs> that's not true of used cars to be okay, fair. Fine, fine, fine. That's an exaggeration. I but want not a much used car uh, shop in Croydon. That's you my know. dream. But if, 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 if you want to work at the dick sucking factory, you have to have <laughs> a degree. Indeed. <laughs> you have to at least have an associate. But, yeah. but then they, what, what they, they did it again because they just doubled down and it's like Imagine, just imagine. Imagine dragons. Imagine taking mm. an economics class, like a like a like a classical economics class, economics one hundred and one, that that subject that's so often invoked. Let's say at, hypothetically, you're taking an economics class at, at a university, which, which is like, like I don't know, third rate, but that's charging the same amount as the first rate universities. You're taking an economics class, but the facts of your life are contradictory to that economics class, and mm. it's been two policies. Damn, I wish I hadn't been doing economics at the University of Spain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happens is the government gets the money, then they take some of the money, and you spend the rest of the money throwing donkey off the church roof. (laughs) Christ. So to summarize, um, if you are listening to the United States, if you want to show solidarity with our comrades in Great Britain, then when it comes time for the Democratic primary, write in Jeremy Corbyn, <laughs> let them know that we want social democracy in the UK. Yes. Extra points if you show up to uh, the polls with Tony Benn's pipe in your mouth. Mm. Extra, extra points if you show up with something else in your mouth. Uh, yeah. Either way. Any penis. I- I'm so Just disappointed any. in the idea that your listeners are going to think that we're representative and think, ah, oh, our British comrades, they all talk like this and they went to Oxford or Cambridge. <laughs> That's See, only 70% true. <laughs> Your disappointment mm. is our elation. We want our listeners to understand and believe that Trash Future is their yeah, future. Yeah, just a bunch of fancy lads. <laughs> yeah. It's great. We love it. You love to see it, folks. And our birthright to be fancy was taken away from us by neoliberalism, and we will claw it back <laughs> day by day. <laughs> that's fancy basic champagne. That's what, that's what we are. We are like the, we're like the sort of just... The, the, the sons and daughters of privilege, but not quite enough to continue that privilege because yeah. we're too stupid to Hell like yeah. grind. Absolute fail sons that fail. Yes. No, it's not that you're too stupid. You're downwardly mobile for objective material That's reasons. Right. Don't yep. you forget it. Don't forget That's it. That's why we're socialists. That's it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fucking structural, folks. Transatlantic socialist downward mm. mobility from That's the middle it. class. We, we are, going we are to just create- also very stupid. We're going mm-hmm. to create a do a de-kulakization program in the middle of the Atlantic. It'll be like probably around Bermuda, where we will send both of our nations, both the United States of America and the United Kingdom, we'll send all our kulaks to Bermuda for fine vacations and uh, re-educations. Mm. So, yeah. Bermuda's had it hard enough recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what with the triangle and everything? Yeah, I'm not, not sure it has enough rice paddies either. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck them into the ground. All right, rice patties are just like the the, uh, the Irish people that in the grand in the grand United ninety four <laughs> county Ireland for a way to make that not forced, racist. Are forced to grow. Are forced to grow all of the rice. The poor Irish got like five hundred counties <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> look, but, look, Ireland. We will keep adding counties. Yeah. <laughs> We will dredge the land out of the sea yeah. to make Ireland bigger. You know what about Serbia? MP for Bermuda. Ser- Serbia <laughs> has always been part of Ireland. The people of Bermuda say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to end a podcast. <laughs> so. Cause I go, cause I go, I'll have to live it Cause I go, cause I go, I'll have to live it Cause I fucking know Don't take any notice What the fuck